With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Monday, episode 687 of Coach Unplugged. Before we jump into today's podcast and talk with a teachhoops.com member about being a youth coach, um, I'm going to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, in my opinion, the most innovative, the easiest to use, the the most uh, resilient and doesn't break down shooting machine on the market, in my opinion. Go over and check them out, Dr. Dish. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. We always talk to our kids about becoming better basketball coaches. We talk to them about be- finding mentors. We talked about them taking their game to the next level. Well, are you, are you doing that as a basketball coach? If you're not, you should come over and join us at teachhoops.com for coaches who really want to get better and want, want to mentor and want to take their coaching to the next level. Come over and check us out. Videos, communication, one-on-one calls, office hours, you name it, we got it. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, brought to you by the great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the end of August. Um, we're going to we let you know. We're going to pull back the curtain a little bit here. We're going to let you look in at teachhoops.com. Um, I do one-on-one calls with our members. I do office hours with our members. Um, I'm gonna um, This week, I'm going to be talking to a, a, a Hoops member about being a youth coach and some of the differences um, that we all have as far as being a youth coach. So um, it doesn't matter if you're a high school coach, college coach, doesn't matter which level you're at. I think you're going to get a lot out of this. Um, so again, me just kind of showing that. If you're liking these podcasts, please go subscribe and like. We really do appreciate that. Um, 14-day free trial. Um, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Let's get to the uh, Q&A with, uh, with one of our coaches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to have you introduce yourself um, just so people that are listening – um, I put these in the community so people can listen to them. So, um, oh, yep. So just introduce, okay. introduce yourself and then tell me where you coach and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll go from there. Okay, cool. Uh, so I guess uh, my name's Chris and I'm a, I'm an elementary teacher. Okay. And, uh, I'm, I 
coaching uh, youth ages or youth uh, sixth and seventh grade for okay. the last five years. Oh wow! So that's my, yeah. <laughs> okay. Been, uh, uh, I'm pretty into it. I mean, okay. uh, I, I rode. I, I have a Wisconsin connection. I rode. Uh, I walked on and rode at the Madison for three years. Okay. And I taught in Korea. I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher. And then I went abroad, taught in Korea for two years, came back and started to get, become a teacher. And uh, I'm coaching actually in the same uh, youth program that I uh, uh, that I went to when I was in school. Oh, that's awesome. That's so kind of fun. I have that connection. That's very, okay. Yeah. So, so what's the hardest part about coaching that age level? The hardest part about coaching that age level for me, I don't. I think I'm getting more serious about it, and the kids are, you know, they're kids. Right. <laughs> if that makes any sense, yes. it's just like I'm like, you know, I signed up for this, you know, in November. I've been reading lots of books, and last I'm coaching an AAU team. One of my first, just because I'm trying to like meet, you know, outside of my program. Right. You know, meet other coaches. And uh, I, last week I had uh, four kids at one practice and five kids at another. And we, we have 10 kids. <laughs> right. So that's hard. And uh, so that's just hard. And I mean, it is spring. So a lot of them are playing like soccer or baseball. So I get it. But they're a little bit younger. Yep. So I was like bringing kids from like this, my team who couldn't play, but they could fill in for practice. Right. So we could have enough guys to like play three on three. And So I would work but, out a lot of skill stuff if you have that few kids too. A lot of skill work. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of ball yeah, handling. Yeah, a lot of ball handling. Yep. A lot of shooting. shooting. So I think it's really yeah. important too at that age to for them to play multiple sports. Every Everything I've read says that's really important, mm -hmm. but it's hard because they're being pulled in six different ways, um, especially the really right. good athletes. And I, I kind of, I kind of leave it up. I leave it up to the parents and the kids. Right. So like most of my kids that I coach in the fall and winter season, there I tell them, I was like, I want you to play another sport, but if you don't, you can come play for me. So most all of them play another sport at this age, and then uh, there's a couple that don't, and they just don't want to play basketball. So, so, but, so uh, what, what questions do you have for me? So I have two questions my okay. first one is uh well i am kind of the last like year or two i've been like looking into like how do i get into the high school coaching ring part of my issue is i coach at a or i teach at an elementary school so i finish at 4 10 you know and the high school finishes at like 2 30 so i was just wondering if you had any tips just so like you are know you willing, are you willing to move well that's that's my big issue i actually love my job <laughs> <laughs> and it's and I'm in like a perfect position, so it's that's the. So I teach science okay. at, at, in the elementary grades, which is like most school districts don't have that. So I, I teach science all day to K through three mostly, and I also do a little bit with fourth and fifth grade. Oh, that's cool. And my yeah, my school district's one of the only public school districts that does that. Yeah, wow. So, um, that that that's but, intri that intrigues me too. That you must do a lot of investigative stuff with those little guys too, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I do all day. Yeah, and be goofy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is that the way we teach science education hasn't changed. I mean, anyway, we can get, that's a whole different story. Um, but anyway, okay. the whole investigative part, we're losing that. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, uh, so that's, that's going to make it tougher because there are opportunities out there. Yeah. It is, it is, it is yeah. a, for, people that are, for people in teach hoops that are listening to this, it's a lot easier if you're a high school coach to get a high school job. Absolutely. I'm not, yeah. not going to 
sugarcoat that. Um, the, it is possible. I've had tons of people do it from the middle school and the elementary. It's definitely easier that you're a teacher rather than a non-teacher. That definitely makes it easier. Um, is there any way you could work something out with your principal? Or oh god, that's an, that's almost two hours though. Right. Yeah. Well, there are some schools that do like they have they practice like five to seven just due to like gym space in the area. But you know, finding the right you know uh, coach. I interviewed for a position last year, actually. Okay. And, uh, uh, well, I didn't blame him. He he went with uh, a former college player who was just starting to teach at the high school. Right. So I was just, well, if you're going to take someone who's at the high school who doesn't have, uh, you know, conflicts potentially with practice time. Yeah, which makes sense. So, I mean, that's what I, that, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, so but, if, you, if you have a good teaching gig and you're not willing to move, it's going to be a lot harder for sure. But, yeah. But that's, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would start networking too with the, with the other surrounding. Yeah, so I would start, you know, maybe reaching out to some of the other, you know, even maybe being a fresh. Are you talking about being a freshman coach? You want to be the head varsity coach? Well, I I don't think I uh, maybe one day varsity coach, but I I've never actually like been taught. I've just kind of like learned everything my because I'm teaching at the youth level and right. I played in high school and then you know I have like other athletics, but I've never had like a coach or like worked under a coach or been an assistant and which, you know which even is, being is, like a sophomore coach. Yeah, that's what you want. That's that's what you want to look for initially you want to look for a right. freshman or sophomore because then you can because it's it's um there's a huge difference between moving one seat to the left is what i always tell people being an right. assistant or a freshman coach is a lot different than being the the guy that's running the entire program like the varsity coach is right. running everything you know they're in charge mm-hmm. of their charge of their assistance the entire program all that so that's what i would i would if you're serious about wanting to be a high school coach and maybe definitely not wanting to move out of the area then i would look for a freshman job people always look for freshman coaches especially ones that have any experience and that's how you get your foot in then you can learn i mean i've had i've been under like four or five head coaches and i learned a little bit from each one of them you know that's you know that's where you you learn from you know other people or you learn from books or you learn from watching Mm -hmm. or learn from talking but it's like the the, one of the best ways to learn is actually see someone else do it like how do they run their program what do they want me to run offensively what do they want me to run defense so that's that would be the that would be my that would be my step is i would start looking for those because those jobs will open those freshmen so would you like would you like email like i would, coaches I re- and just, yeah. I would reach out to everybody in the circle area that you think you're possible right. and say hey here's my resume here's what i've done because i get these all the right. time and i just you, to be okay. honest with you we don't have an opening but i print them off i put them right. in a file folder because i never know when an opening is going to ha- happen and then you know i'd really have someone that's interested and someone's not interested right. you know, no one's becoming a freshman high school basketball coach to become rich so you know they're doing it because they it's just more for the challenge and, yeah it's you know, the love of the game that. and the challenge and all that that's why people do it yeah so that's what i would do definitely reach out and and and, yeah. and even to the athletic truck because it, it's not like you're sending this thing and saying i want to be the head coach i'm saying hey i'm looking yeah. to coach right. <laughs> you know do you have a, if or when you have any openings i'm super interested here's what i have done here's what I, here's why i'm interested you know here's my cover letter yeah. blah, blah, blah. they'll trust me every ad will be happy to have that do i uh include i mean i probably wouldn't include the fact that i can't start till later i mean unless i i wouldn't include any of that until until after they're like oh we're interested in you and then i would just say here's here's my cover letter here's my resume i'm interested you know i've been coaching for x years this is what i want to do um and yes there'll, there'll be some doors opened 
with that. Trust me. Okay. And they might even say, Hey, would you be interested in running my, and I've done this with some of my people that I, that have, you know, there's got to kind of be a little bit of test. Hey, you want to run my summer program? You want to coach my horse? Cause I can't coach them in the summer. Do you want to be able to do that? Blah, blah, blah. So there's all sorts of opportunities. That will open. Doors will open. You know, you want to come work camp. Okay. You want to do this. Um, so that will give you some opportunities. I think that will be very helpful for moving, moving you toward that window. Well, I have another, uh, that that was helpful. Uh, okay. But I have another like uh, so one of my big challenges just at the youth level. Uh, uh, so I, my school district is, uh, but I not that I teach them like coaching. We're pretty good and we get a lot of talented athletes. Okay. So now I'm starting to like play like some of those top teams in like sixth, seventh grade. And I'm I'm a big believer in like motion offense. And uh, you know I you know I don't care if you like. And I'm trying to get all the kids to shoot and, you know, just to attack. How do you break down the motion offense, like, you know, that you're supposed to, like, move? I read, I listened to your podcast, like, Read and React, and I was just like, at the youth level, would you give them, like, say, like, four rules? I'd give them, like, two rules. I'd give them, like, two rules. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? I'm doing great. All right. A couple things. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, Make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. That would be really great. I think, uh, you know, part of the reason I got into this in part, you know, I've, I've been through what you're experiencing right now. I've been a youth coach. I've been a high school coach. I've been a junior high coach. I've helped at the college level. I've coached NBA guys. I've won multiple state titles. I know what you're going through and I am here to help. Um, and if you email, I will email back. And if you, um, you know, join our community, want to get a one-on-one call, I will do that with you. Um, and I don't know of any other resources that will allow that to happen. So go over and check it out. Um, big changes coming to teachhoops.com. Also, a lot of free things you can do to help us out. Subscribe and like here. Leave a written review wherever you listen. You can do that here. You can do that on, on YouTube under Teach Hoops. We have thousands of videos over there. And then if you do any shopping on Amazon like we do in our house, um, down below is the Amazon link. I don't get anything from my Amazon link, but if you use the link down below, www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon, and you do any sort of shopping there, um, we get a small little commission every time you purchase something um, because you came from us, and it helps us with our hosting fees. So go over and check it out. All right, let's get back to the podcast. I think the first rule is pass and and cut to the basket, and then everyone else fills the spot. Um, And then my second one would be if you, uh, something was screening, probably screening away. So if you don't get it on that cut, then you got to screen somebody. I would make it super simple. You know what? And again, this is where it goes to what, what, what do you value as far as an offense? Do you want them to be able to shoot threes, which probably not at that age, you probably don't. Do you want them to be able to attack the rim? Do you want them to be able to screen? Do you want them to be able to cut? Do you want them to be able to free up and get open and get a shot? So whatever you value, I would make two rules around those values. Actually, I have a number of kids who can shoot the three. It's just really surprising in the last couple. That's a big change since the first couple of years that I've okay. shot. I think they just shoot the three more. You know, they, they shoot more jump shots. And then, uh, so, I mean, the big things that I value are we want to get as many layups or just open shots close to the basket. And okay. then oftentimes, like, we'll see zones. Like, unfortunately, that's like every team we play, they zone us. 
So we're either attacking layups or we're like driving and kicking for threes. But my big issue is a lot of times the kids will just stand around right. the perimeter. So 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 maybe your two rules are if when when you have the ball and you pass it, you cut. And the second one is you don't stand for more than two seconds. That way, and then then you can talk about well, what are you going to do if you're not standing there? You can go screen. You can cut opposite. You could back. You know, you could flare cut. You could um you could replace the you know you could replace someone that just left. There's all sorts of things that you can do, but you can't stand here. Like if you're standing still for more than two seconds, you have to go screen somebody or you have to cut away um, depending on what kind of motion you want to run. If you want a motion that's cutting toward the basket, then you don't want them cutting toward the basket. You want them cutting away or whatever. You can come up with those specific rules. But, you know, in our three-minute conversation here, I think the two rules are cut to the – if you have the ball, you better do one of two things. You better shoot it. You better drive to the basket. You better kick it and cut to cut. So the, 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 the person that has the ball has a set of rules, and then everybody else better be moving. Like, you better be moving. If you're standing, you're doing something wrong. And that will get rid of the – and I'm going to watch him drive or I'm going to watch him go to the basket because that's a very common mistake at that age that they stand. So So how could you turn that? Sorry. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, um, you could go maybe ask the FIAD teacher or something. There's like, um, there's like gym tape that you could put down and you put X's down on the floor to the spots that you want them to go to. And then when you're teaching them that moving thing, um, it's a lot easier teaching it three on three and two on two. Right. Uh, even that's four right. On four. They do that all the time. Yep. So, especially if you don't have enough kids, that's true. But mm-hmm. then, uh, th- then they got to go to a spot. Like you got to, if you're not here, you better move to another spot. And someone will be at that spot. So then you're gonna have to do something for them. You're gonna have to back. They're going to have to cut out of there. You know, two people can't be at the same spot. So it's kind of, it, it's a game yeah. for them. Like, I got to keep moving. Yeah. And it's very effective. So where would, you start the, where would you start those three spots? I would put one at the top of the key. I would put two on the wings. I'd put one on each wing. And that's what I so they yep. 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 that's kind of what I would yep and then, and then depending you can always yeah if you get a, if you eventually get a big you can put a big in the high post you can put put both the other two on the baseline you can kind of shift and, and put somebody in short corner eventually but when I'm doing the three on three I would definitely put top of the key in the two wings and it's like very two, simple like, for when you say two wings do you mean like elbow or do elbow, you mean like free throw line extended free throw line extended outside the three if, okay, if you want them to be able to everything should be outside the three the initial spot should be outside the three um especially if they can shoot threes because they're going to defend them there and then that's going to leave you more space and i just uh i was going to say i'd say the aau team that i'm coaching this year and it's a bunch of random players so that makes it a little harder too but that's more sporadic but normally i have like my full team practices in the right. winter and it's a little bit more serious they take it more serious yep. and the thing is if you have 10 kids in your regular season what i do is okay we're going to do this three on three you two are going to watch the blue team you two are going to watch the white team and if they're not doing one of these two rules or one of these three rules you're going to yell it out to them so that everyone's active doing it okay. and then you can do the same thing four on four okay you're going to have one guy out watching the blue team one guy watching the white team and then you're watching so now you got you know six sets of eyes rather than two sets you know or three sets of eyes six eyes looking at them so that that makes the kids that are not doing it because you're not going five on five they have to be communication so important every aspect of life but it's definitely important in in uh, basketball so you got to get them talking to each other and i tell them when you're running offense you can't follow your own player if you got to go move someone out of off the 
X, then move them off the X. You know, you can grab your own player. That's not a foul. Mm-hmm. So they like they like that there's rules or they like that there's movement. It's it's yeah. I wouldn't say it's a game, but it's like it's very easy for okay, stop. What didn't we do? Stop. Right. Okay, and they'll yeah. be able after a week. They're gonna they'll know exactly what they're doing and what they're not, doing. and it becomes much easier for them to be able to score. So kind of going off your two rules, just as I I, yep. I have you here for another yep. minute. Yep. <laughs> Uh, how would you, uh, it's going to sound silly, but just the teacher in me, I don't like to use the words no or don't. Yep. How would you change that? Would you say if you're, I want to like keep it short and sweet, like two seconds move or something? Or uh, like that's your rule? Or, uh, like, how, that doesn't really have a snappy ring to it to me. Yeah, it doesn't. And that's what you got to come up with something really quick and easy so they can get it. Um, that's right. a good, that's a great question. Um, so you don't want to use no. Um, wow. That's just, in my class, like when I make a rule, I use, I try not to use no or yeah. So what? So rule one would be if you have the ball and you pass. You if you have the ball, you yeah. cut. If you do not have the ball, you must move off your X. You must move off your X in two seconds. Um, something. Yeah, something like that. Something like you must you you you, uh, you must so be active. I like the active after two or something. Yeah. Active after two. Even if you have the ball, you should be active after two. So that's a general rule for everybody. Like if I have the ball, if I'm not shooting it right away, and I'm not like, I only got five seconds if I have the ball and I got to dribble it or I'm going to get a five second call. You could even make it three if you wanted to. But after right, three. I was going to say, because I think on ball, definitely two. Like, I mean, you want to go right away. Yep. And then off all the, you know, I don't know. When we play all the top teams, basically what I see, I see a lot of five out and they just stand there and then they go one on one drive kick and then they replay. They so do. Play a lot and if I'm five, doing that, I'm just, I'm, I'm, get, I'm coming off those five guys and I'm just sitting in the paint and i'm waiting for you like that's why if your guy defenses don't like people that are moving they just don't like it um so you know it's going to be tiring they're not going to be it's going to be you know you're not going to do this for a half hour the first time you do it you're going to do it for about five minutes and if they're moving they're going to be gap um yeah but i tell i always tell our guys it's like think about if you're the defender because you're going to put defenders out there i don't want to chase someone around for 20 seconds you're like, you know, you know, you're going to get open and you're going to be able to score if you keep moving and doing these things, screening, cutting. The game is pretty simple when you break it down into little pieces. Uh, but if you stand, I, I always say, if you stand, you know, my 87-year-old grandma can guard you in a wheelchair. It doesn't matter. But if you're moving, then all the people we're playing are going to have a really hard time defending you. What are some other drills that you would use to encourage uh, just the motion offense. Um, just with the you, even your your guys. Like, what would you do? Yeah, like, I do. I'm thinking I, more two on two, three yeah, on three. I do that, and I do a lot of. Um, you got to make. You got to. You got to make two in a row. Uh, everything's a competition. So by the time right. they get to me, everything's a game. You're you're two a teacher. You can probably come up better games than I can. But everything okay. we do, we keep score, and everything we do, we, we make it competitive. Okay. Because you're only you're only dealing with boys, right? Teenage boys are very competitive about everything mm-hmm. right. like what did I you have that a lot. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do uh, i have them shoot for the just trying to shoot from the three for like a minute right actually i think i stole that from your uh 15 rules from yes. uh open gym 
Yes. Or whatever. That was yep. great. But I've been using a couple of those. Those are really good for open gym because they keep it moving and they're different. Yeah. Um, but no, I would, yes, everything is, and if, if you lose, you got to do five burpees or 10 jump. I mean, I, yeah. make the, I make the losing minutes. It, it, it's more about winning and losing for them than it is about, yeah. I'm not punishing yeah. you because you lost. Yeah. I just want to say these make guys, them do this. Yeah, this team won, I that team won. Yeah, do you they know? Hate, they hate push-ups in middle school. They do, and you know what I make them do? I go, okay, everybody has to do a one-arm push-up. Ready? And they go, what? And they all fall, and they can't do it. And then we move on. You know that kind of stuff. I do that with yeah. the elementary, middle school. Okay, that's funny. I'm gonna yeah. do that. Do yeah. one-arm push-up. Just do a one-arm. <laughs> to be honest with you, probably a half of them are strong enough to do it. Balance. Yeah. It's a balanced thing with most of them. They don't have that center of gravity. Um, yeah. But yeah, let me know if that works. All right, so um, takeaways before we got to go here. And we'll, we'll do this again, yeah. Coach, but takeaways. What, what are we going to work on coming up, and what do we need to uh, – Well, mostly for me, I just – I really want to, like, uh, two things. I think I'm going to try to email some coaches and athletic directors. I like that advice. You know, I always thought that, you know, coaches didn't like that. Cause I get a whole bunch of emails from, like, random – people because my name is on like our youth right. uh program they're like oh hey you want to do that and i i was i was always pretty annoyed by it because they're like trying to get me to do tournaments and stuff and right i guess that i should be more proactive yeah but this is a, this is you offering your services this isn't you trying to say hey come and i want to make four hundred dollars right. this is hey yeah. I want to, I want to be a coach. I want to learn. I'm willing to do, you're not, yeah, trust me. It's, you're not going to, if you do, then you probably don't want to go there if you're going to offend them because you're not offering, you're not sending an email every three weeks. You're sending an email. I'm interested. Um, Keep me in. Keep me in mind if something opens up. You know. Right. Um, All right. So that's the first. My other takeaway is just, uh, I don't know, maybe making some rules and just really enforcing that throughout and i think that's something i'll try even with my aau team just to like keep it something simple right and then, uh just trying to get them to and then, to then we'll talk so i want you to keep some notes about what you think worked well and what didn't work well and then the next time we talk we can go over and say hey this didn't work how can we adjust it and then you and i can kind of bang that out does that sound good that sounds great awesome all right all right you too thank right. you yep bye-bye okay Bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like it. Um, go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, Teacher Side Gig. And then uh, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.